worthless. What, and, and you know the disciples, whenever Jesus would say stuff like that, well, what do you mean about that? How can I be walking in abundant life? Because all of us have life, but do we have abundant life? The world outside today has life, but they don't have abundant life if you don't know Christ. And it's our job to show people what abundant life is and how you can step into it. And it's only through Jesus that you can experience the abundant life he talks about. And it's not the abundant life of your finances being great, all the material things which, where our mind goes when we say stuff like that. It's abundance in your relationships. It's abundance in the areas of life that really, really matter. Yes, God still blesses us and he takes care, care of us, but that's the heart of God is to go into those areas of our life and really bring true life. Wake us up. Because here's the thing, the world is limping and they don't even know it. We've realized it. You read in Romans, he's, Paul says an amazing line, or he quotes something amazing. He says, what a wretched man I am. Because he, when, when he li- sees himself up against the word of God, he sees his flesh and he says, it is broken, it needs healing. And this is Paul who wrote the New Testament, a majority of the New Testament. So how much more do you and I, we want to always feel we got it good, we're all worked out, I'm good, I'm saved, I don't need anything else. But there should always be a longing to want to get back in the presence of God and be healed. And when we have that mindset, we start to become mature and level-headed in our walk with God, where we're just not emotional all the time and going off in all these different things or looking for the next word here and there all the time. We are steady, consistent, and stable Christians. We're level-headed. We're mature. That when stuff tries to come into our life, we're not going uh, to be shaky. We're going to be able to take it because we know who God is. And we know he's healing us. Am I making sense this morning? You guys following? You know, something else that was burning in my heart this week was just witness and taking the ancient path out into the world. Timmy, if you put 2 Timothy 4, 1 through 2 up, I want to read this to you. And this is the purpose for all of us. Take this with us and know it. It says... Timothy, I charge you therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who will judge the living and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom. Here it is, preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, exhort with all longsuffering and teaching. For the time will come, and we're in those days, for the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. But according to their own desires, see, this is becoming unorthodox. This is getting out of what God's word is. This is putting on well, I'm going to kind of, this doesn't feel right, so I'm not going to go that way, or this feels really good. I don't know if it's God's word, but I'm going to kind of make this decision in my life. The truth doesn't care about your feelings. Facts don't care about your feelings. It's the hard pill to swallow, that we want to be led by truth and not by feelings. Feelings aren't bad. It's just when they're unharnessed, it can get, get us in trouble. So Paul's speaking to Timmy, that there's coming a day when they're not going to endure sound doctrine or truth, but according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers, for they will turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside to fables. But you, this is for you and I, we have to be watchful in all things. We have to endure afflictions, because when you stand for the truth, there's going to be afflictions in your life. When you raise kids God's way, there's going to be afflictions in your life. When you choose 
to love God's way, there's going to be afflictions in your life. There's the early church, and this is what we need to, to understand, is they never promised a life of ease when you follow Christ. There's going to be afflictions. And we just try to, to comfort ourselves in and push afflictions away. And then when we experience a tough season in our life as Christians, we start questioning God. When afflictions is promised. Imagine if we gave altar calls and says, when you receive Christ, get ready because there's going to be affliction in your life. We might think a little differently before we say amen or yes. So we have to understand that at the core of the gospel and the core of the teachings of Jesus, he never promised a cake life. But he promised us the grace and the power to get through it because it's going to build character and integrity and endurance and we're going to be healed through it. And I love it. He says, do the work of an evangelist and fulfill your ministries. All of us are to do the work of an evangelist in our life. Now, when I say the word of an evangelist, you might think of the guy on TV, slick back hair, nice suit on, preaching the gospel to you. Yes, that is a evangelist, I guess. But it's so much more than that. The what never changes. The what we're supposed to preach. The how does. That looks completely different. There's so many different abilities, gifts, and talents that are sitting here this morning where we can go and we can preach and do the work of an evangelist. When you go into your workplace, Kim, when you go into your workplace, first Tarmaine, when you go into your workplace, you're going to have a whole different sphere of influence than you, both of you have uh, together. You go into two different places. And you're to go and do the work on evangelists. doesn't mean you sit there and preach. It could simply mean you're getting a cup of coffee for someone and saying, have a great day. You're planting seed. Doing the work of an evangelist is simply planting seed. Paul says in 1 Corinthians 3.9 that I planted, Apollos watered, but God brings the harvest or God brings the growth. That there's this process of when seed gets planted. My prayer is that seed is getting planted into your hearts this morning. That you're going to go and you're going to plant seed wherever you go. You don't have to quit your job and become a full-time minister. You take the gospel into whatever you do. It's that simple. You don't have to have this title. You don't have to have the title of an evangelist to be an evangelist. You be an evangelist whatever you, wherever you are, whatever you're doing. And you're handing on the ancient path. You know, Mark 16, 15 says, Preach the gospel to every creature. So that's our mission, right? We know that that's our what. It's to preach the gospel to every creature. There's a church father who said, you've probably heard it before, preach the gospel, use words if necessary. For the personalities in here, that it would absolutely terrify you to stand up here and say something to somebody or to stand in front of a crowd and say something to somebody. Your actions always what? Speak louder than words. Your actions speak the gospel, or share the mission of Jesus. And so there should be just a burning within you to share what Jesus has done in your life, to share the truth, to share the ancient path, to bring healing to people. There should constantly be this, I can't, just, I can't sit here and not do anything. I'm, I, have to, I have to get this out. I know it isn't me. And it looks different for all of us. It's not going to look the same way. We're not cookie-cutter people. He uses everything that he's put in us for this mission. There's always different flavors. Say, I got flavor. I got flavor. 
I got flavor. You got flavors. You need to go flavor the world, all right? In closing, I want to share a couple final thoughts. You know, if you sat in our uh, new members class we had a few months ago, one of the core values here at our church are uh, limitless acceptance. And what that is, it says that we believe that every person who enters our church is the most important person in the world. That person is sent by God and should be loved and accepted as such. That we accept people when they walk in, but we believe that they're going to leave changed and transformed, right? That when you have a heart to accept and love your neighbor, God's going to give you the words to say so that you can bring truth to that person. You might just be planting a seed for a month, for two months, for a year, for two years, but you just have to stay faithful in where God's put you. And somebody else might start to water it, but it's God who is at work in the whole process who brings the growth or who brings salvation into that person's life. You know, here's the the simple truth. Sin was caused by separation from God and sin is cured by communion with God. How you cure those areas in our lives, we're going through a journey as a church to cure offense in our life through the bait of Satan. How you cure those areas of sin in your life is by what? It's communion with God. It's, it's being in relationship with God. You invite the healing work of the Holy Spirit into your life and those tough areas of your life get healed. It's that simple. That's how we're cured from the curse because sin curses our life. If we looked at how sin cursed our life, we would want to stay far away from it but it's healed by communion with God. So I want to leave you with study out the ancient path. Don't settle for just what you hear. Don't even settle for my words. Go in and dig it out. Figure it out for yourself. I always tell myself, Garrett, don't be a lazy Christian. It's easy to be a lazy Christian. We live in a world where it's just given to us. It's easy. You can go online and get it. But there's something that happens when you show up, you dig in, that's where your life begins to change, when you get out of your comfort zone. So that's my heart for you this morning, is that you would dig, that you would take and you would find out, God, what was that church like that you started in the book of Acts? How can I... I want to have right thinking. I want my worship to be pleasing unto you. And watch as God starts to change your life. Personally, I've went on this journey of of digging and, and finding out what that church looked like, and I've never felt more peace in my life because it all starts to make sense because all of us have questions in, of our faith. It's just it's, it's kind of how it is. But there's answers that lie in the beauty of 2,000 years of Christianity. They're sitting there waiting for us to uncover. And it brings you peace and it gives you understanding of why this happened or how this started. So this morning, if you bow your heads, I want to pray with you. Father, we thank you that you don't tease us. You don't hide from us. You don't give us your heart in pieces. But God, you've 
given us the ancient path. And God, when we have questions in our life, when we're faced with tough decisions, God, if we turn to the ancient path, we'll have real authentic peace in our life. Not the peace the world offers, not comfort, but we'll have real inner peace. God, I pray that you reveal the fullness of who you are to us. God, that we would be content, we would be level-headed, so that when the storms of this life come, we won't fall, we won't become fractured, but we understand that when we fall down, you lift us up and you heal us and you restore our lives. We thank you for your grace and how it changes us, it empowers us, and it fuels our life. We love you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. We all said, amen.